Alrighty then, we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the HOP round 10. Here we are. We have made it to round 10. Steven, how are we feeling today? I feel great. I feel in need of booze. And we're back on the West Coast this week, heading up to the North Coast of sunny California. California, eh? For some North Coast Brewing Company. It's going to be What up, dope. North Coast? We have just so much to do. So without further ado, hey, Steven. Hey, Gabe. Uh, let's grab a drink. We are jumping into North Coast Brewing Company out of very sunny California. Uh, we've got great beers, uh, a lot of fan favorites. Uh, a lot of the reviews we've been I've been reading about these beers have just been I, okay. So from the episodes we've done, we've had a lot of beers like we love this beer, we love this beer, like ratings, but like these have gotten like global attention solid ratings yeah this place gets a lot of attention uh they're out of fort bragg which is on the mendocino coast of california so it's uh, the northern side of california and uh they're distributed in i believe 48 states as well as internationally so they've got a uh, correct pretty wide reach uh awards and on awards on awards tons we'll of get awards. into that as we highlight each beer um yeah so we'll be doing our uh we'll be doing a split we'll each have a different one and then we'll be we'll come together at the end for a shared beer uh so you get to to get a sampling of three different beers from their selection um so we have a lot to do and i say we dive right in i say we dive right the hell in in the beer world for all you yingling fans out there they've got a new one it's called flight it's a very light lager 95 calories about 4.2 percent abv uh, pretty similar to like Michelob Ultra, um, the uh, Molson Coors St. Archer Gold Lager, things like that. Basically, they are uh, making a new beer that's dedicated more toward the fitness-focused side of things. Um, they have a super premium category, which is basically, uh, as we like to call them, gym beers. Um, gym they're beers. just the lighter gym beers. Drink you know, it at the gym. Like you would bring a Gatorade to the gym, or you could bring a, a flight from Yingling. You can bring one of these beers. <laughs> uh, very uh, light, crisp, uh, very light beer. Um, like we said, dedicated more toward the fitness side of things. It's very uh, been well-received so far, um, and, and it's we're a, excited it's, for it to come out. It's comparable to Michelob Ultra, which is uh, an ABI, uh, Anheuser-Busch's, um, one of their most popular um uh, products as well as the St. Archer Gold Lager, which comes out of Molson Coors. So this is Yingling. You know, Yingling is the oldest brewery in America, uh, and Flight is their light lager to compete in that space. Um, the company the, describes it as crisp and easy to drink. And it's, you know, this this fitness-focused category has kind of taken off in recent years, as has White Claw and all that stuff. Personally, not to be biased, I say if you're drinking a beer, drink a beer. 
don't be a but hey sometimes you got to run a marathon you know all the runners out there if you're running a marathon you know you want a beer and you can't really do anything heavy you can't do a guinness so you're like give me one of them flights i don't know i say try me i'll run a marathon on a guinness i go to the gym i go to the gym really would you uh i don't know i would pay to see that (laughs) I try. And so like you know how like when you when you get to like to a certain point where you see your friends and family and you can like high five them, <laughs> I'll hand you another Guinness and you have to chug it, smash the glass and keep running. I promise <laughs> I you. I have you'll to throw, throw it back <laughs> like they chug yeah. the water. <laughs> <laughs> uh to support the launch, Pottsville, Pennsylvania based Yingling has gotten some uh help with the advertisement side of things. Professional soccer player Rose Lavelle, uh, for those of you who have been watching the Women's World Cup recently, she was an absolute monster, scoring goals left and right, um, as well as country music star Lauren Elena. Um, They're basically coming in as brand ambassadors who will appear in ads, meet and greets, other promotional events. Um, I didn't know who Lauren Oh, you're not a big country music fan? I, I I like some country, but she is uh she 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 looks pretty. So we should listen to her music. And Steven, and March eleventh, Wichita, Kansas. She's doing a show. Oh, let's go. In trust. I've Bank always Arena. wanted to be in let's Wichita. Get them tickets. Moving on, uh, Untapped and Beer Advocate are teaming up. This is kind of cool, interesting. Um, They're two of the biggest platforms in the social media beer world, and they are coming together. Next Glass, which is the parent company of Untapped, the rating app, which, by the way, if you don't have it on your phone and you're a beer fan, get Untapped. Get social media for beer. Uh, Hashtag not a sponsor. But Untapped, Next Glass has... uh, has reached an agreement to acquire Beer Advocate. Um, they have acquired their assets, but uh, Beer Advocate and untapped accounts will remain separate. Um, you'll still be able to do the things you can do on on both of those platforms. On Beer Advocate, you can still uh, write reviews for beers um, and you know get out there and do that. Get involved with the beer community. It's super helpful to um, other beer drinkers who just want to know about a beer. Uh, and all that stuff will remain the same, but they are coming together under one umbrella. I'm actually a little surprised it's not more pop- popular because it literally is kind of like it's it's the social media world of beer. Untapped and certainly think, is. Yeah, you'd think there'd be a little bit more of that, but I mean, what are you going to do? It's got a very, you know, it's fun because like untapped, if you haven't, if you don't have untapped, it's fun because like you can check in beers when you're drinking them so you can keep track for yourself of what you've drank, but also it'll give you little like medals. It'll say you've had this many IPAs this month, whatever. It'll like to, it's, (laughs) it'll show you what kind of alcoholic you've become. It'll give you awards, fun stuff like that. Um, in other news, uh, Adam Lambert has a new job and I'm referring to Adam Lambert, the, current chief revenue officer for BrewDog USA. Um, He has taken over a position as the president of two Michigan craft breweries. That would be Roke Brewing Company and Dark Horse Brewing. Both breweries breweries possess the capacity for about 20,000 barrels of beer. um, And right now, neither of them are close to hitting their maximum. So he's going to be the president of both breweries and hope to grow uh, the breweries. The main reason we're bringing it up in the news and notes, though, is because when I read this story, I definitely thought the guy from American Idol was 
was taking over two breweries in Michigan, and I was <laughs> super confused. I mean, hey, listen. I, was like, I would not you have do you. put him in that category. Yeah, I wouldn't have either. What's funny is the the Adam Lamb the beer Adam Lambert looks nothing like the singer Adam Lambert. Not even close. And it's just so funny because, you know, I see this article and I'm like, what? Adam Lambert? And I click on it and it's just like think of think of Adam Lambert the singer and think yeah, of Yeah, picture just, picture him in your picture, head. Really, really put Picture him in your, him head. In your head. Now picture the complete opposite. I'm sure you got this guy. That's what we're looking at. But it's you really cool. It. Um, he's taken over, and uh, hopefully he can do great things for these companies. He has a big task ahead of him, but uh, best of luck to you, Adam Lambert. Um, maybe you should get the other Adam Lambert to come promote your brewery. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Lambert! And they're all like, wait, what? But then the singer comes out like, yeah! Just like shreds or whatever. I don't, does he... You've got Adam Lambert himself up there. He's like, it's my great pleasure to introduce Adam Lambert. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) The Brews Association has made a a great list of the top 2020 great American beer bars. Um, They've got ones, basically their favorites from each state. Um, It's really cool uh, because you can, you know, see it. And if you're in the area, definitely go check it out. We have discussed that we have not been to any of these, but um, I haven't been to one of them. We, can we talk about Connecticut's choice? We can. Willimantic Brewing Company. I'm sure they're a great brewing company. I have nothing against them. I don't know anything about them. But you know what else Willimantic Connecticut is known for? I do not. Freaking heroin. Or it was at one point. I don't know if it still is, but it was at one point, and it makes me go, uh... Well, you know what they say, where there's great heroin, there's great beer nearby? Someone said that once drunk, and (laughs) we still are mad at them for it. What I'm mad about is that's what Connecticut nominated was Willimantic Brewing Company, which, again, I'm sure they're a great brewery, but... Does a brewing company really qualify to make the list of great American beer bars? I mean, I'm thinking of your bars like Micro in Hamden, Connecticut. I'm thinking of bars oh, that have yeah, that's 30, 40 taps. I'm looking at some of these places in some of the other states. Uh, the Anchor from Wichita, Kansas. We got to go to Wichita, Gabe. We got to go to Wichita. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we love you, Wichita. Shine Beer Sanctuary and Bottle Shop in Bozeman, Montana, another state we've shit on recently. Yep. Whoops. Yep. Uh, that isn't happening. On oh, purpose. hey, it look at this. Keeps... Uh, Puerto Rico, Tabern... Ooh, oh boy. Taberna is... Borucua. Hey, It's different right, from the place we right. mentioned before. Yeah. See, they're, they're, they're starting to kill it in the craft beer world. I'm See, telling you. like, the black... Back Pub. That sounds like a beer bar from Waterbury, Vermont. Right. Oh, yeah. Angry Goat Pub and Kitchen from Ogden, Utah. And don't, Stephen, we um, don't have time to go into that. If you want to go watch your Packers, uh, Garth's Brew Bar in Madison, Wisconsin. Hey. And Covenhoven in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> Covenhoven. Covenhoven. This is a great list. I love all of this. I just, it, it in fairness, actually, I don't love all of this. There's one that I really don't like. I don't want to bring it up. 
Oh boy. Is it something to do with peanuts? There is one called the Cellar Peanut Pub in oh Pella, Iowa. <sighs> Fuck you, Iowa. Leave, leave Iowa alone. Iowa didn't do anything. I was still counting votes, okay? <laughs> I because yeah, they're all drunk. Shots that, fired. The peanut pub. Got him. <laughs> Got him. They're all wasted, <laughs> so they're not. They can't figure it out yet, but. Uh, these, so this list is curated annually, um, and it's put together by craftbeer.com and, uh, they basically take nominations from readers. Um, so they, they nominate, uh, their favorite beer bars in all these different states and then somehow craftbeer.com makes a determination. Uh, Tuscaloosa, good for you. Craftbeer.com readers were asked to nominate their favorite craft beer bar in their state. Beer bars recognized as Great American Beer Bars were selected by popular votes and asked to provide information on their beer bars to confirm their intent to be listed. Over 6,000 votes were cast during the voting period, and the annual list has been a Craftbeer.com fan favorite since 2012. Thanks, guys. I, we, we need to go to Louisville, Kentucky, because they chose Holy Grail. Uh, that just you have to sounds call it, awesome. I think you have to call it Louisville, or else we're going to get letters and angry tweets. Uh, Louisville. That place in Kentucky. Uh, Holy Grail. Good for them. Um, finally, before we move out of the news and notes section, um, as a craft beer podcast, we felt we would be remiss if we did not mention uh, the news over the weekend um that there was a shooting at the molson course facility in milwaukee uh that left six people dead all employees um we don't have much information about that and we're not going to go into too much details about it but we did want to mention it um of course we stand with the brewing industry and uh just our condolences our thoughts and our prayers are with the victims and their families uh, during what is an incredibly difficult time. So we just wanted to mention Yeah, that. it was really hard to read about this. Um, you know, whether it's at a brewery or somewhere else, it doesn't matter. It's still horrible. And we feel really bad about it. So we just wanted to send our thoughts and well wishes along uh, to those affected. Um, so thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Gabe, you want to hear us with a toast? I do want to hit you with a toast. Do you want to hit me with that smooth jazz? Oh, of course Ooh, I do. There she is. There she is. Some ships are wooden ships, but those ships may sink. The best ships are friendships, and to those ships, we drink. Oh my god. Steven's Dave. crying. Let the record show a tear just came out of Steven's eye. That was so moving and sincere. I found a few good ones, and I was like, "I'm gonna do this one." I got this one's uh, this one's solid. What a lovely toast! Because normally it's like, normally it's about stupid and funny, or just drunken madness. But this one, this one's about friendship. This one's this one's from the heart for round ten because we've made it through ten of these. Every every ten rounds, we have to have a really sappy toast. <laughs> The other person, whoever's doing it, has to make the other person cry. Um, I don't really know what to say to that. I think we should just pop into some beer. What say you, sir? Beer time!
Alrighty, here we are, and the first beer that we are drinking is, uh, I'm drinking by myself, and it is the Brother Thelonious Abbey Ale. Brother Thelonious, that sounds like a Greek god. Okay, so I just opened the bottle, and let me just say off the bat, I haven't even poured it into the glass yet, but the first thing that just whacked me in the face was cherry. Just cherry, cherry, Ooh, dark fruit. Nice. So this is... Okay. I'm pouring it on air. I, I'm also going to mention that Steven was unable to find just like a regular bottle, so he has... It's a 750 <laughs> it's milliliter? A seven, it's a 750 milliliter bottle. And nice. I don't know what to do so, about that. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out... <laughs> I'm telling if I, you, give some to your neighbor. If I drink, yeah, if I drink all this tonight, I'm gonna, I'm gonna regret it. Uh, <laughs> but don't you worry about that. Um, so I'm drinking it out of a tulip glass. Um, this beer is uh, an Abbey Ale, uh, which is a, it's a Belgian style strong dark ale, which is and a take on a traditional Abbey Ale, which was brewed by uh, Trappist monks in Belgium. It is uh, 9.4% ABV. It has uh, 27 IBUs. It's not very hoppy. Um, SRM, we are looking at a beautiful sort of dark mahogany color, like a ruby, little bit of glow behind it. So I'd say between like maybe like 25, 26. Liquid cherry. Beer Advocate gave it a rating of 86 and untapped 3.88%. And oh, oh, before I take a sip, hold on a second. Uh Uh-oh. More jazz. We got a little jazz coming in. You know why, Gabe? Why is that, Stephen? Because this is named Brother Thelonious, named for Thelonious Monk. So now he will underscore me while I drink his beer. That's that's awesome. Look at you being all look at me creative and whatnot. Oh my god. Okay. This is super distracting. Uh, so it's got um. A cl- like a, a creamy like off-white head that uh, is retaining pretty nicely. Uh, not it a lot. It looks of like the head of a like a Guinness. Uh, it's creamy like that. If you're if you're here, it doesn't look quite like a Guinness. It's not quite as creamy as that. It's a little For, bit yeah, right, right. Uh, foamier from this side. But I'm um, not there though. Exactly. <laughs> On the nose. Definitely the dark fruit, the cherries, the figs, the raisins. That's the first thing that hits you in the face. And then there's some sweetness in the back end. Definitely yeast. I smell the Belgian yeast coming off it. Nice. Um, and maybe a bit of spiciness, too. Maybe some, like, clove, stuff like that. But it's, it's um, like, think like cherries around a Christmas tree. Like, yeah. It, that, I mean, that's how it looks. And then it is... Okay. Malt forward, first and foremost. The first thing that I hit... Because I was expecting the sweetness of the fruit to hit me first, but it didn't. It was uh, malt forward, kind of this darker bread, like a multigrain bread. And then, then the fruit hits, sort of dark fruit, kind of like wine a little bit. Um, Interesting. 
some burnt sugar, some of those, um, again, the spiciness, sort of the clove, uh, nutmeg, different things like that. Bye, Thelonious. His track ended. Oh, we miss him already. He, that was great. I applaud you for that. <laughs> that was, uh, that's called Straight No Chaser by Thelonious Monk. It seemed appropriate. Uh, the mouthfeel is highly carbonated. Um, it's definitely fizzy in the mouth. Uh, it does, it is warming. It's like, it, this is a winter beer, you know what I mean? Like this is, Yeah. it warms you up. It's boozy. The booziness is somewhat subtle, but it's there. Um, it's sweet. It's kind of thick. It's not cloyingly sweet at all. Um, but what leaves you behind in the back ne- back end is like that, like you just ate some cherries, like a lingering sweetness. Yeah. I love um, the color. Just even from here, I can, right? it's, it's so like red. It's that, it's that nice, like glowing mahogany color, you know? Yeah. How, how, uh, strong is it again? 9.2? 9.4. Ooh. 9.4. Fun. Yeah, you're going to be feeling some type of way tomorrow. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, we could kill a bottle of that easy, though, if that were both I know. Ones. If you were here. Ugh. So the beer, um, the the label on the beer, the beer bottle, the giant, the enormous beer bottle that I'm drinking out of, uh, features jazz legend Thelonious Monk, featured now on our podcast. Um and this beer is brewed under a licensing agreement with the, the Thelonious Monk Estate. So North Coast Brewing makes a donation from the sale of every bottle and keg of this beer to um, the jazz education programs of the Monterey Jazz Festival, which is a jazz festival Whoa. in the central coast of California. That's so cool. Isn't that cool? I didn't know that. See, the more you know, the more you coals. The more you coals. <laughs> That's going to be a running joke that not many people are going to get, and I don't think we need to explain it. It's just it is what it is, and get over it. <laughs> Google it. Um, that's so cool, though. Like for a jazz fest, my my shout out to my uncle Paul. He would absolutely be all over this beer and the festival. Like he loves stuff like that. So that would be. I, I gotta I gotta introduce him to this. 100%. It's really cool. Yeah. So the the label is kind of a uh, Thelonious Monk sitting with uh, this beer on the edge of a piano. He's playing piano, and then in the background is kind of this um, like church window, kind of like a a um, church, like an abbey, to yeah. give pay homage to the Trappist monks that would brew this beer in Belgium. Sweet. So it's kind of uh, both those things coming together. So. Um, so monks, so they like pray and meditate during the day, and they brew beer at night. Yeah, um, these because are that some... sounds like the life. <laughs> these these monks. Um, I mean, not that North Coast Brewing has anything to do with monks. This is just a style of beer. But Trappist right. monks, they have a whole philosophy about giving back to the earth. So there's a brewery in Massachusetts, which I've visited several times, as you know, called Spencer Brewing. Um, they distribute oh, yes. nationally now, and those are Trappist monks in America. And they, you know, part of the Trappist um, sort of philosophy is to uh, do something agricultural. So a lot of, you know, different variations have different ways of doing it. But one way of doing it is to make beer. Uh, this beer has won uh, the silver silver medal in 2006 at the World Beer Championship in Chicago. It won the gold medal in 2015 at European Beer Star. And it won the platinum medal in 2019 Tastings.com World Beer Championships. Um, 
So I am into it. It's a really nice take on this style. This is a very specific style of beer. It's not one you see all that much. Uh, it's boozy. It's on the darker side, but it's not a stout. It's sweet. Um, really great beer option for winter, for the holidays, for hanging out. And if you want to crush a 750 mil bottle on your own, you wouldn't be the first one to do so. So Godspeed. <laughs> what you it's got sad. over there? What I really like before we move on is like how it's it's kind of got as you described obviously I'm not drinking it but it, it, you you described it as it's kind of got the same features as a heavier darker beer but it's got the flavor profile of something that's lighter and when those two mix there's something not only delicious about it but something really special about that as well and so I think that's really really cool yeah there's something about the fruit forward nature of it that I'm really you know I used to be, I mean, I still am an, an IPA person. I love IPAs from time to time. But there's something about a strong beer like this that is on the heavier side, but where that has a lot of fruit to it and sweetness to kind mm-hmm. of balance it out and cut it and kind of take you in two different directions at once that I'm really into right now. And this is a really well done interpretation of the style. So, and And definitely not something that I see a lot as just a, uh, yeah. California resident, I don't see this often in this side of the country too. So, you know, that's really cool is that um, just a lot of California breweries are like Amber Ales and IPAs, you know what I mean? Lagers. Yeah, man. That's a... Beach beer. But <laughs> this... Know, tell me twice. This is not a beach beer. This is a... Oh, yeah. Hibernation beer. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you throw in a party with IPAs and Amber Ales, sign me up. I'm jealous I am excited. I want to start drinking. Drink for us. What you got? Before I do it, can I just, can I get a little motivation from my boy Mike Breen? Bang! Exclamation point! You felt left out. We haven't heard from him in the podcast yet today, so. It is an exclamation point because I have the Old Stock Ale, which is um, another very similarly... Uh, colored beer to what you have. I've got oh, wow, just yeah. straight like red wood mahogany color. Um, it's pretty much almost exactly what you described. Um, I think yours might be a little darker. Um, my the head of mine is another. Uh, looks like it's a full head. Little bit of little bit of creaminess to it. Um, not too big. Um, I poured the beer a little while ago, and it's still holding strong so that's really cool um when i first poured this beer you said what hit you in the face was cherries what hit me in the face maple and maple syrup and i don't think this beer is normally known for that i think it's kind of like your own interpretation but definitely the dark fruity maltiness smell aroma to it and yeah, this is. I think this might be considered another cuddle by their fire sort of beer because of the way it smells. But now is time to dive in. So that beer is an old stock ale. That's an English style, uh, and it sounds like they brew it with uh, classic um, malts and hops, uh, East Kent Golding's hops and uh, Fuggles hops. Fugles, really? my new favorite word. I, I'm I like so fuggles. 
but they, sounds like a plush toy. But they import the ingredients from England, so that's cool. Um, yeah, uh, so part of me feels like I should be drinking this with a British accent, but nobody wants to hear that, so I won't do it to the fans at home. Um, wow. First of all, one sip, and it's very, very creamy. Mm. I wasn't expecting that at all. It was completely different from what I was gathering on what I thought would be there. Um, very creamy, very full. Um, the aftertaste is definitely back to the dark fruitiness of it. Uh, it's got those caramel flavors in it. Very, very malty. This beer that I'm drinking out of a regular pint glass, and the pint glass I have is the ship again because North Coast. Yo-ho. Yo-ho and his bitch. All the logos on all the beers have something to do with like the sea or a coast, and so I figured this is probably appropriate. Um, this is a fun, hefty 10.2% ABV with an IBU of 34. Um, the SRM scale, I couldn't exactly find the exact numbers, but mine, I would say mine's a little bit lighter than yours. So what would you give that? Like, I mean, I, I would put that, yeah, if I, if I'm looking at the chart, I would put that around I would say like 23, like, 24. Yeah. I would say this is about a good solid low twenties. Yeah, it's it's between like 20. 23 to 25 somewhere in there. Yeah, it's got that spice to it. Like this I'm getting a hint of nutmeg now that I've tried it a few times mm. and it's it's I can't I I think maybe coriander. I can't exactly put my finger on it to be honest, but it's like it's kind the of word spicy. spice. Yeah, so you're probably tasting the because uh, it isn't uh because of the style being an old stock ale you're probably tasting the malts right. first and yeah then... yeah i'm pretty sure that's absolutely what it is um it's really really great um it's it's really really fun to drink and um like i said the color like this is a color of a fun this isn't an amber ale but this is like what i would want an amber ale to look and taste like and so it's perfect does it t- um, does it taste like an amber ale? No, it oh, doesn't. Okay. But it's like the amber ale's older brother, who's a little bit better looking and better at sports. Do you get any like citrus, any orange, or any like herbal, earthy notes off it at all? To be honest, no, I don't. I don't get any sort of citrus. I'm not. Let me take another gulp. And also, how is the booze sitting with you? Like, is it super boozy tasting or is the booze more subtle? So no citrus at all for me. Um, everyone's got different taste buds, but no citrus at all. No anything like that. It's kind of the complete opposite. I would categorize this beer as dangerous because it doesn't taste boozy, but it's 10.2. So uh, yeah, this one might, might knock you out depending on if, you know, if you're like Steven and you have a bottle, a giant bottle, but uh yeah, no, it's 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 sitting well. It's not too carbonated, like it goes down really smooth. Um, this is definitely like an after dinner sort of beer. I wouldn't categorize it as dessert beer, but definitely an after dinner beer. Um, the Beverage Testing Institute of Chicago rates the beer at a ninety three and calls it exceptional. Um, there. They have some awards. They've got the Silver Award in 2001 for the Great American Beer Festival for the Strong Ale category. 
And the World Beer Championships in Chicago gave it gold in 2003, 2005, and 2006 um, in the category of just badass beer. Um, and one of my favorite parts of this beer is the quote on the website by a brew chief, by the brew chief who says, The first sip of Old Stock is a wow moment. Old Stock demands respect and deserves every ounce of it. Aye, aye, Captain. Because it absolutely does. Do you respect the beer? I respect the hell out of this beer. When I, like I said, when I first poured it, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to drink this." So, it it really is great. And like I said, it's. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know what I was expecting. I think just speak from like reading up on it and doing the research, it was kind of like, "Oh yeah, it's like a solid like favorite. It's strong and it has a lot of flavor." And I was expecting one thing, and it's got this creamy side of it that you just. I feel like it kind of sneaks up on you. Mm. Um, I am a little thirsty after taking a few sips, but. Because it's malt it, forward, probably. Yeah, but I'm not mad about it because it's like, well, I just drink some more of it. <laughs> you know? I feel you. Um, I, I could just keep going on this bottle but i feel like i should stop doing that because i think you should keep going on the, i think you you'll you be left say alone word <laughs> until two-thirds of the bottle are gone uh we're already halfway down i'm not <laughs> nice nice Steven's if i'm about just to start if i'm being honest Steven's about to just start riffing about nothing we're putting I'll a dent in her <laughs> good as it should be no it sucks that you had to buy the big guy. Shout out to uh, Buzz Wine and Beer Shop in downtown LA, which is where I bought uh, these beers. Um, new bottle shop for me. I have mentioned some of my other shops in the past, but uh, I did go down to Buzz in um, the downtown LA area. Uh, the guys there were super helpful. Um, always a weird thing when you go in and say, they ask what you're looking for, and you're like, yeah, here's the thing. I, I host a podcast. My my co-host is on the, on the East Coast. We need... And they were super helpful. Um and uh, we'll be shouting them out on social media too. But uh, great wine shop in downtown LA, wine beer shop, um, and bottle shop where you can open bottles and stuff too. So um, wanted to give them a shout out since uh, since we're on the top on the subject. And what's funny is you told your beer shop about this. I did not. I'm just walking in there asking for very specific things. They have no idea. I'm going to have to tell them eventually, but I got my beers from uh, Old Reliable City Swiggers in New York City. Um, wow. Um, I wanted to ask you, you said the bottle, my bottle is kind of, you know, basic font, just has it just says what it is, nothing too crazy about it, but your bottle is very special, it sounds. Yeah. Is yeah. this like a you save the bottle and put it on a shelf sort of deal? I might. I mean, this is just the logo of their bottle. This isn't like uh, they do have. Do you we'll get put in. flowers in it and give it to a lovely lady? Uh, yeah, maybe. I got a year until next Valentine's Day. There you go. Hey, babe, you want this beer bottle from last year? So you, I mean, maybe don't say all of that. Like you can have it as art now and then give it to a they, lovely lady. Yeah. Later. I mean, I like it. Um. It has, they have um, like special reserve beers and stuff, which we'll get into all that. This is not one of them. This is just one of their year round beers. And this 750 mil bottle just, ha they, they sell it in both four packs and like this. This just happens to be the way I was able to get it. Um, but the label the is God really intended. cool and artistic and makes me want to listen to some more jazz music, you know? 
Yeah. It it sounds like it. I you know, like I said, my my bottle's just kinda just a basic. bottle. Just you a freaking bottle. You wanna drink more beer? Uh I mean I get like if we have to. Like if we, like we have right, to the people the demand wall. it. <sighs> Fine. Alright, let's do it. So next up is the old Rasputin Imperial Stout. The granddaddy of them all, the one of the favorites of good old North Coast Brewing. Um, definitely a favorite of fans worldwide. Um, this beer has just been shouted out and just talked about, and and it, th- this is like the beer, I guess. This, I think, this. I, I would argue, it would argue that. Older Sputin Imperial Stout is this brewery's like kind of staple beer in a way. Yeah, this is their most widely distributed beer right now. I would say uh, it's definitely distributed all over New York because um, we know because we were looking for it. Um, but you know when you it, it's one of their more popular brews. Uh, it is an Imperial Stout brewed in the English tradition. Um, it's, so it's a rich, intense brew with big, complex flavors and a warming finish. Uh, it is. ABV with IBUs of 75, which is surprisingly high. Oh, yeah. On the SRM chart, you're looking at 40 or more. It's it's jet black uh, and completely... Looks looks like a Guinness. Absolutely no light penetration. Um, The head is frothy. It's a tan head that dissipates slowly. I poured it a while ago. It's been slowly uh, going away here. Uh, Beer Advocate gave it a 96, which is on their website considered world-class, and untapped 4.02. And then the Beverage Testing Um, Institute gave it a score of of 100. 100 with the uh, exact quote, highly recommended, to say the least. Um, What's really cool is the uh, logo on the beer. Um, The old Rasputin brand image is a drawing of Rasputin with a phrase in Russian, which is around it. And the the phrase is, a sincere friend is not born instant. Which kind of makes you think, you know? Brain beer. Um, So on the nose... um, I got roasted malt. I got um, definitely some. I got some dark cherry, which is subtle, but it's there. Uh, like dark, dark chocolate, fruit. baby. Definitely some chocolate. It's like milk chocolate. It's like it, for me, yeah. it wasn't that dark. It was more milk chocolate. Um, okay, yeah, with yeah, the yeah, coffee though. Now. Okay, real quick. I know you can't see it, but maybe it was the way I poured this beer. But the head of my beer literally looks like a yin yang, and I'm all for it. A yin yang. <laughs> Uh, uh, what do we normally say here? Uh, cross country clink, cross country clink, bang! Here Doom. we go! Yay! Okay, so the tasting notes. Um, the first thing I get, I think, mm. is coffee. It's that roasted yep. malt. It's like dark roasted, roasted malt. You know, yeah. the backbone. Part of what makes the color of the beer is the type of malt that they use, right? And they obviously use dark malts to make this. That's why it's so it's black in color. Um. And the the flavor is just it's like it's like a burnt popcorn almost or something. It's a like burnt flavor. Um, yeah. What's it, funny is when when I first smelled it, I got the dark chocolate. Tasting it, 
is the milk chocolate for me. Mm. When it when it when it actually went down, that's when I was like, okay, never mind. Definitely milk chocolate. Um, it's very full bodied, but in the best way possible. It's very very smooth going down, but creamy, very creamy at the same time. It's it's just like a fun beer. I don't. Is that weird to say a fun beer? I mean, I, I'm here for it. Uh, there's a little bit of sweetness as it warms. Uh, some like dark caramel, maybe toffee, um, but definitely the dark coffee espresso roasted malt. Um, it's moderately carbonated, significantly boozy, yes. and you taste the booze. 100%. Um, in the mouth, it's thick and creamy, but on the back end, what I'm really left with is like that roasted flavor, like the kind of lingering. I'm getting bitterness. like roasted, like coffee bean. Like I just like if you yeah. bit into a coffee bean, you know what I mean? Completely. But but you know when we say things like roasted, or well not roasted, but like burnt popcorn, like you mentioned, it's not a bad taste. No, and there's nothing like buttery about it. Like I don't, when I say burnt popcorn, I right. do not mean. I just mean the burn taste, which I actually love. That bitterness. Um, there's nothing like popcorny about it. So I so don't take right, it that right, the right. wrong way. You don't want to drink. Well, I mean, you could drink this at the movies, but it's not like a go-to <laughs> pairing. You know what I mean? Like it, that'd be weird. <laughs> um, Listen, if you walked into a movie theater and you had this beer, I would like shake your hand and just say well done it's it's a fan favorite like wherever wherever it goes it is uh highly commended if you like imperial stouts this is a paragon of the style this is an excellent option for you uh it's it's an imperial stout the right way it's boozy it's complex it's layered it's got all these dark flavors underneath it it's not just it's not just a boozy Guinness, you know what I mean? It's it's more right, than right. That. It's 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 different. Yes, one hundred percent. It's it's it looks like a Guinness. It's got the head of a Guinness, but it is not a Guinness. Um, you ready for this? You ready for awards? I'm gonna do it quick because there's so many. Hit me. Ninety six World Beard Cup. Ninety six World Beer Cup Champion Chicago. Ninety seven. Ninety eight. Ninety nine World Beer Championship Chicago. Ninety nine. Two thousand and two Great American Beer Festival for Imperial Stout. 2004 Spring and Winter Wine Fest. 2004 World Beer. Oh, sorry, Spring Beer and Wine Fest. 2004. 2004 World Beer Championship. 2005. 2006. 2006 Stockholm Beer and Whiskey Festival. 2012 Stockholm Beer and Whiskey Festival. And then 2014. 2018 World Beer Championship Chicago. Those are all gold. And they all also gold. they also have they barrel aged this bad boy oh boy howdy do they so they have the barrel aged uh rasputin number 22 uh and then in their reserve section they have number 21 20 19 18 all the way down to i don't 11. i don't do roman numerals very well oh but see, i was yeah. just seamlessly reading them no one would have known the difference oh uh, well also but they yes. but they do barrel age it of course i mean you guys know me i would love to get my hands on that of course. What's crazy though is like they have, like they have the old Rasputin in so many different like variations. Like it's they 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 took their staple 
and they said let's just like remix the crap out of it but it doesn't it's not too much it's like the perfect amount yeah you know what i'm saying like it's it's wow they have so many bottles and they have the old stock ale in different years um, different variations they have many in their reserve list as well as their barrel age they have an old stock ale which is a seller reserve 2018 i would be interested in trying that so the brewery themselves like we haven't really talked about this yeah let's talk about how awesome this brewery is this brewery is dope uh north coast opened in 1988 as a brew pub in as we mentioned fort bragg uh and now they have won. They, they quickly developed a strong reputation. Um, their mission is to make the world a better place one pint, one pint at, at a time. time. I love um, that quote. They are proudly independent. Uh, and um, they're a sort of certified B Corporation. Uh, they're a true zero waste platinum uh, brewery, highly sustainable, um, which, you know, I mean, we could go into to some of that, not all of it, because uh, we don't have time. Um, we've mentioned other breweries that are that are zero waste certified. Um, they offer fourteen non GMO project verified beers. They spearhead an innovative carbon farming project to reduce their carbon footprint to advance the science yes. of carbon sequestration in agriculture. Um, so a highly sustainable brewery in so many different ways. They have. Uh, they have carbon farming marine mammal fund uh they have their solar energy on their on their project there's the zero waste certification which we talked about with i think with boulevard was that the one there's someone else we talked about this with um and you can see their sustainability report for this year uh or for sorry for 2018 is available now as well as 2017 and 2016 so you can see the sustainability report on their website if you are interested in that so I know I don't have a tremendous amount of time, but I did want to mention the whole farming situation. They have uh, a composting operation in partnership with Fortunate Farm. It's a 40-acre farm that's four miles south of the brewery. Um, basically, what they do is they they take spent grain and hops and they deliver to the farm. And they're, they're turned into a carbon-rich compost and they're used to grown, grow heirloom vegetables and so it's just one of the many ways that sustainability sustainable i've been drinking sustainability (laughs) projects that the brewery is up to they gave back in total charitable giving in 2018 they gave two hundred twenty five thousand nine hundred twenty three dollars environmental causes performing arts education culture health and wellness all of that all that good stuff i mean they really have gotten a hold on what it means to you know give back and reduce carbon footprint i mean they're doing a great job of it and like we said we love to mention this stuff because you know it's not just a brewery they're doing so much more and you know they're they're just providing as many services as as they can as well as really dope beer which Oh my God, they have so much beer. They it's have a ton absolutely of beer. insane. So you can find year-round, for their year-round beers, you can find their Scrimshaw Pilsner. You can find their Prankster, which is an Scrimshaw. awesome Belgian ale that I've had. Scrimshaw. Scrimshaw. They have, they have their Red Seal Ale, their Old Stock, their Old Rasputin, their Old Number 38, the North Coast Stellar IPA, 
They have uh, obviously the Brother Thelonious. They have an Acme IPA, Acme Pale Ale. What was the uh, what was the the really crazy fruity one you wanted to get? It it was one of their seasonals, right? The one I almost bought was the passion fruit one. It was the tart cherry Berliner Weiss or the passion fruit. Oh, the tart cherry, yeah, yeah. Is the passion? Yeah. So they also have seasonal beers. Um, they have uh, several Berliner Weiss uh, beers, which real, are real quick. Instead of buying like the normal size bottle of the tart cherry, uh, Stephen said, "No, I'm not gonna like it. Screw that. I'll just get the big bottle." Hey, 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 hey! Uh, it was uh, the passion fruit peach, and it was also in a big bile bottle. So he said, "Screw it. I'll just get the brother Thelonious and call it a day." Hey, <laughs> no, no judgment. You do you. They, have, um, they it was, do. It was a 500 milliliter bottle of this passion fruit peach Berliner Weiss. I just didn't think I could handle it. <laughs> I was afraid. Anywho, anywho, um, uh, they do have a tap room. It is open from Thursday to Monday, 11:30 a.m. to 9 p.m. They are closed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, but you can definitely go check them out. Go try all these funky beers like the Tart Cherry and tell us how it is so we can report on it next time. And at the taproom, you can sample delicious dish dishes such as red snapper and chips, polenta with clam prawns and sausage. Um, yeah. A lot of seafood on the menu because they are right near the sea. Uh, also a buffalo Steven, are sandwich. Steven, are you, are you jazzed up that the logo is a whale? Does that like make you happy inside? It looks like a Pinocchio whale. It's like it's not like it does. It looks like Moby Dick. Honestly. It's not the kind of whale that it's not like a killer whale, which I am obsessed with. Hashtag blackfish. Hashtag they jerked off a whale. But <laughs> it, it is a it. Yeah, it looks like Moby Dick or like the one that ate Pinocchio and that other guy. Geppetto. Was it? Geppetto that got eaten, too. Did he eat Geppetto, or was it the cricket? What did he eat? Oh, oh, the cricket. Oh, oh I don't what's know. his name? Friggin', I don't know. I don't know that. I mean, I know cricket whales man. are big, but they, they like if he ate Geppetto. Geppetto had a lot of room to move in that whale. That's all. I'm, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I should watch that again. Yeah, it's been a minute. We gotta, we gotta definitely gotta check that out. But they do have a tap room. It looks delicious. It looks great. Um. And uh, they also have the Sequoia Room where they host um, performers. They host yeah. jazz. Uh, That's so cool. To me. Other type they have performers. A, they have their own room where it's just like, you want to come watch people perform while you drink? They have come the Mendocino Quartet showing up. They have Joni Rose Quintet. They have Snaps for Sinners on March 14th. Let we'll Jesus be in Wichita. Uh, so, Yeah. Go visit if you're near the north coast of California. They are it's like a jazz brewery. I like it. I like the jazz yeah, theme throughout. It's I mean, the the beer you chose to drink, um the Brother Thelonious, I mean, it fits so well because it, I feel like the leader the leader, the owner of this brewery, I mean, maybe he just really likes jazz. And hey, you know what? Good for you, sir. I used to play um, the saxophone. I know what's up. Did you really? Hell yeah. I played in uh, elementary school. I played for like two years. and I Bro, I was so good. Like, like you have like no <laughs> idea like how like I used to make music like it was nothing. 
What caught my eye this week? Well, I'll tell you, Gabe. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Let's get into it. Um, over 38% of Americans will not buy Corona beer due to coronavirus. <laughs> so it's hilarious because this like, oh, the beer virus, like it's like a joke that we all make. But yeah. like for Corona, the company, it's like actually not a joke because they're actually losing sales due to oh, this Oh, I was just about virus. to say, they're probably like, no, this is not okay. We are not doing well. 38% of Americans, according to a survey um, that was posted on Twitter, 38% of Americans will not buy Corona under any circumstances now. Under any circumstances. That's strong. Those are strong words. Constellation Brands, which owns the Mexican Heritage Beer label, disagreed, releasing a statement on Friday saying that the sales have stayed strong in the U.S., they say their thoughts and prayers go out to those affected by this terrible virus and hope efforts to more fully contain it will gain traction soon. They claim they've seen no impact to our people, facilities, or operations, or business, and continue to perform very well. But the study shows otherwise. Um, and they did get an earful on social media. I just think of like, they're like, yeah, our thoughts and prayers are with all of those affected, but like also please keep continue buying our beer like they're they're they just also, like hurting right now and that's not good they they um they got a a bunch of shit on social media because um they had an ad campaign to plug they just released a new hard seltzer offering because corona did because why not yeah because um, bud light did and uh the ad said the beverages available in four delicious flavors will be coming ashore soon and apparently that was seen as in poor taste, given what's hitting the news right now. Um, Coming ashore. Yeah. No. Mm. I guess referring Not to the, the best. cruise ship. Who's ever, who's ever uh, on the advertising side of things uh, probably has to start looking for another job. Whoopsie. Um, so, Whoopsie. you know, get out there and support Corona because apparently they're hurting. Or don't go drink local and don't support them and... It's no sweat off our backs. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat. I Whatever mean, wets your willy. It's a it's a fun it's a good beach beer. I'll I'll give it that. Um, it is not a good virus. That's no hey, fun. That's no fun at all. Hey Steven, wanna know what caught my eye? I would love to know. Do you like hot pockets? I think I did uh in nineteen ninety-nine. Well, you're gonna I I don't know how you're gonna feel now. The heiress to the Hot Pocket fortune. Let me just stop there before I even go further. Hot Pockets is doing so well, or was doing so well, that they had an heiress to the fortune. Anyway, um, Homegirl's not doing so well. She gets, She's getting five months. Behind bars. And the worst part about this article is that it's got all these, like, Hot Pocket puns. It literally starts out, Watch out, this news is piping hot, or possibly lukewarm, depending on your particular media diet. Vanity Fair, listen, get it together, we don't need this. Moving on. The heiress to the Hot Pocket snack fortune is sentenced to five months because of what, Stephen? Your school. Another college admission scandal. Yeah, unfortunately, she has been noted to using the Quote, I'm not saying this. This is a direct quote. Felicity Huffman method, basically paying for her kids' admissions. And 
another horrible thing about this article, it says, okay, so so uh, her name is Mich- I didn't mention her name. Her name is Michelle Genevis. Uh, she is the heiress. Um, she is getting five months for her part in the college admissions scandal at USC. And she's been known to use the Felicity Huffman method that is paying to get her kids in college. Uh, or no, 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 to correct her kids' admission exam answers. And it says, Genevis paid $100,000, whereas Huffman got the service for a steal at 15000 Got the service for a steal? She's not getting a car wash. She's, like, lying and doing stuff to get her kids in school. I'll give you my, you're married to William H. Macy discount. You're paying pretty much. grand. Yeah, and so apparently that's a steal. Um, she apologized to the court. You know, we're not making fun of her or anything. You know, it's it's except we uh, are these rich bastards. Listen, <laughs> she's I, an heiress; she can afford it. I don't know why she get bail. Yeah, but I don't understand. Topic. Like, I mean, listen, if your kids are dumb, but like you can afford better schools, but, you. You own Hot Pockets. You've provided microwavable snack lunches to offices across America. You can't get your kid into a good school. And 13 so year olds. <laughs> but it doesn't stop there. She's also been using the Lori Laughlin Mosimo Giuliano method by paying $200,000 to have one of her daughters falsely admitted as an athletic recruit to USC. So. She tried to get her daughter, like, on the soccer team or something, and the school was like... So the school, I guess, caught her in this before her kid got in, and they were like, yeah, no, she's not getting in, you're going to jail. Um, And it sucks, but it's like... Fuck this lady. Okay. I I used to crush ham and cheese Hot Pockets like they were my job, (laughs) and I am not afraid to admit that. What was your favorite hot pocket? And don't tell me you didn't I have. don't know. I probably have Come on, Steven. Like Steven, Gabe, meet me halfway Gabe, here. When yes. I tell you I probably ate two to four hot pockets in my whole life. Did they have that like a is unbelievable? Did they me. have like you a meatball help. sub one? Like a meatball uh, I believe so, yeah. Okay, I pro- I might have had that, maybe. I don't remember. I, I believe them. I the well the popular ones were the ham and cheese and the pepperoni. Um, I, I believe they had a meatball one. I know they had a taco one, which I refused to eat. I was Do like, they still no. exist? Yeah, I think so. I think I wouldn't even know stores. where in the grocery store to find them. The frozen food section. Hot pockets. Yay! I just don't. I just. It's hard to have sympathy for this lady or any of these people. Like, listen. I mean, I yeah. love. I love Felicity Huffman. She's a tremendous actress. Like, when I watch her work, I love her. But fuck her. Because this shit uh, with getting your kids in... Like, I'm I'm at the school now. I'm... Swimming in debt. Just, just... I'm not even swimming. I'm drowning. I'm <laughs> clawing at the surface with a shark biting my foot. There's only a deep end. There's no shallow end. There's no shallow end. There's no relief. You're treading water for an hour like that movie with Kevin Costner. I am sunken in <laughs> debt. And this lady's out here just paying her kid, paying her way for her kids to get in. And I go to school with a lot of rich bastards. Don't get me wrong. But, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But at least in theory, most of them 
pass the test. I mean, think about it, though. Your parent with a lot of money comes to you. Your parent, who you love and support your entire life, comes to you and goes, hey, I got a scheme. What are you going to do? Betray the family? Or are you going to be like, all right, mom, let's get it? Like, part of me would be like, all right, mom, <laughs> drive the ship. I'm I feel on like board. Some part of me would be like, mom, am I really that dumb? <laughs> you wouldn't want the answer to that, though. <laughs> with that, we're like, going to get out of here. If, if she, oh. If she told you that I'm not done, if she told you the answer to that, you would feel some type of way for the rest of your life. Yes, but I'm just saying, like, would you rather your mom be honest with you about that or pay two two hundred grand to get you into college? Listen, Y'all don't got a state me... school? <laughs> yeah. Y'all don't got a gateway? You could <laughs> USC is their state school. Phoenix They're University isn't looking for new students. Phoenix University online. All you need is a laptop. All right. With that, we're gonna get out of here, uh, guys. As we say all the time, please rate, review, uh, give us those five stars. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram at the HO Podcast. Uh, send us your beer suggestions, all of that stuff. We want to hear from you. Please keep us going. Uh, we love all of you, so love us back. All right. All right. I'm Steven. Peace, James Lipton. Peace, we Gabe. Love you, James Lipton. Adios.